Good morning, Awakening Life Church. It is good to be here this morning, and it's a great privilege to be sharing God's word with you this morning. I wish and I hope you're doing very well by God's grace. Well, there is a famous proverb in Africa that says it takes a village to raise a child. Have we heard about it? Well, this proverb means this. It means that, that, that the entire community uh, or every single person in that community, one way or another, is involved in raising up that child. Well, I grew up in such type of community. I remember very well, uh, my dad used to work at a sugar mill. And the, uh, and we used to live in a, a company house. So there was a lot of company houses there. So what happens is that in that community, we knew each other so well because each, each house has a, had a number. So we knew that number, that person lived in that place. But you, one thing that is so special in that place, it was if someone strange came to the community, we will, we will know because we knew that he, this person was not from here. And then we we're trying to find out what is the person doing in that area. So that's why there was so much as well safety in that area. So that's the community that I grew up in. And that was my experience of community. And it was safe. It was a, like we knew each other and all, all we care for one another. And as well, there was so much accountability when an um, appropriate behavior was seen. So I believe that you, uh, you have your own experience of community. I had my own experience of community. But if you're old enough, if you're old enough, you can attest that a lot has changed and our communities are no longer the same because as the time passed, community, what happened to community? Community evolves. Our modern society has transformed our communities and the development of technology as well has changed our communities. The social media has changed the, uh, our community as well. Especially now that COVID-19 has changed how we communicate. So there is a need for us to rethink community. That's why I'll be talking about community today, because I'll be preaching on the subject this morning, authentic community. And I'll do that during some lesson from the book of Hebrew chapter 10 from verse 19 to 25. Hebrew chapter 10 from verse 19 to 25. Let us pray as we start. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for bringing us here together this morning. And thank you so much for the opportunity to, to be here and to worship you and hearing your word, Lord. Lord, may you bless us this morning and help us, Lord Jesus, to, to really understand the meaning of community, Lord, so that we can be able to live our lives according to it. Be with us, Lord Jesus, this morning. Help me, Lord, that I can communicate your word clearly so that people can hear you speak, not me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So before we look into our, our test, I want, uh, I want us to, uh, I just want to point out first two things about community. The first thing is that community is our greatest longing. But at the same time, which is the second thing, community is our greatest frustration. So let me, let me look at the first thing. The first thing, community is our deepest longing. It is our deepest longing because all of us and all of us, we have a deep-seated longing to know and to be known. And all of us have a deep-seated longing or desire to belong. And the, all of us, we long for a community. In the book of Genesis, actually, it, it reads that it's not good for a man to live alone. And the, in, the, in the book of Proverbs, we are told that who isolate himself is a fool. So 
it's a, it's our deepest longing. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. And God himself eternally exists in community. God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit together, we call it Trinity, they exist in community. When Jesus came to the world, the first thing he did was, was to form a community. He called the 12 men and he communed with them. Actually, if you look at the life of Jesus during his ministry, most of the time you find him in a social setting. You could, and it was a few times that you found him isolated or by himself. We find Jesus in the dinner table, having dinner with his community. We find Jesus in the boat, traveling with his community. We find Jesus in the mountainside, praying or even teaching with his community. We find Jesus at the garden praying with his community. So Jesus lived in community. Community was so important for Jesus and it's so important as well for you and me. And it's important to us because we all long for deeper, deeper, and deeper uh, community. We long for community. We long for friendship, and we long for relationships. Community, yes, it is our deepest longing. But, but at the other side, because of uh, community involves a relationship with people who are sinful, community as well it becomes our biggest challenge. And this is a second thing. Community is our biggest challenge. It's our biggest challenge or it's our biggest frustration because it's impossible to have a really good relationship or a community with people who are sinful because we, some way or another, we're going to hurt each other. Remember in Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, Adam and Eve were naked and ashamed. The idea there is that there was transparency. There was, there was this, they didn't hide from one another. They were authentic. But when sin came to the world, what they did, they covered themselves. They hid from God. They hid, hid from one another. What, the, what sin did when it came, what it did is that it puts barrier in the community. One other example is when Jesus Christ was on the cross. He cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was at that moment that God literally turned his face uh, uh, against Jesus. Because of this, the sins of the world and this, your sin and my sin, all we are placing on Jesus and the holiness of God was compromised. And, and that, at that moment, com- the community was breached. So community, relationship, friendship are a mess because of sin. But we still live or long for a meaningful relationship. We still long for to, con- to be connected to, with one another. We still long to be part of an authentic community. Now, let's go to our passage and see the construct of an authentic community. How does an authentic community look like? So the, uh, the book of Hebrew gives us that, gives us points like how can we construct a community or an authentic community? First thing that we see there in our passage, especially in verse 19, is that, uh, it, it's that the, re- the relationship that we need to have with God. Verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. So if you continue reading, you find that he, and the, the writer of Hebrew, he pointed out few things that he pointed the holy place. He pointed out uh, this, this, this word like curtain, blood, priest, and these are the reference of a temple. And more specifically, not just a temple, it was a reference of the Holy of Holies. So Holy of Holies is where the Ark of the Covenant was placed, and that's where we find the presence of God. So there was a 
there was one person who could enter into the hall of holy, and that was the high priest only. And he entered the, the hall of holy once a year on the day of atonement. So the incredible thing that happened in the hall of holy is this, that he, it was quite a, a place that it was People were scared to get in. That's why they put it, um, bells on, on the waist of the priest. And as well, they tie his hands, now his, 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 his legs with a robe. Why they did that? Because if the priest was there and then he just thought of some sinful thoughts in that moment, he could be struck dead. So the bell, they used it so that he, when the priest moved from one place to another, they could be able to hear that he's still alive, he's still alive. And then if somehow, some way he was struck dead, no one could go in there and then they'll pull him out with a robe, right? They'll pull him out with a robe. So the Hall of Holy, is, it, was some, it was a place that only the priest, once a year, they could, could enter on the day of atonement. But now the right of Hebrews is saying that Jesus Christ died on the cross. The veil of the temple was torn into two. That means that you and me have an access to the Hall of Holy. So this is something that David did not have an access to. This is something Moses did not have an access to. This is something that Abraham did not have an access to. So this is something that we or me and you have an access today. But this access that we have today is incredible. It's not once a year. It's unlimited access. Every day, all the time, God, uh, God's presence is, is, it, 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 it's open. Or God, uh, God's temple or God's, God's throne is always open for us to approach it and go. Imagine if your, uh, our president calls you and say, listen, you can come to visit me at Union Building at any time. Imagine that. That would be so cool. And more than that, you say that not just come visit me at the new building. You can just come straight to my office without, without any worries. That could be incredible. And that's actually impossible. Do you know that how hard it is to just meet the president in his office? There was a man, uh, there was a representative of Khoisan uh, uh, Nation that he, he, he put a tent or uh, he camped uh, outside of a union building because he wants the attention of the president. He stayed there for almost more than a year, you know, so that's getting the attention of the president. It's not easy. Now, imagine now we were invited by God, our Father, the God of the universe, and say, you are welcome to my presence at any time. How much more that you have an access to the union building of the universe, the office of the Most High, the Hall of Holy. How much more? So the essential thing here that you, you bring in your community is your vertical relationship with God. It's your vertical relationship with God. So no matter how clever you are, no matter how, how, how knowledgeable you are in the Bible, no matter how much wealth you bring, unless you have Jesus, does not, it's not, it does not matter. Unless you have the aroma of God for entering all the time in the Holy of Holy, you have nothing. Actually, the Bible tells us to abide in Him. The Bible tells, uh, tells us to constantly linger around Jesus. The Bible tells us that you, you need to pray without ceasing. So constantly let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Constantly commit yourself to into worshiping him 
constantly spend time in prayer. So authentic community have people who have an intimate relationship with God day and night, all the time. All the time you have an access to God. So for us to build an authentic community, first thing we need to do, what we bring in this community is our vertical relationship with God. Our access to God is unlimited all the time. And that's what, that's one thing we need to bring when we start building this authentic community. So the right of Hebrew, after establishing that our primary ingredient for us to establish or to build an authentic community, it's our relationship with God and then he comes and after you have this relationship with God after the vertical relationship with God now come and says let us in verse 23 he said let us verse 23 he said let us verse 24 he said let us so let us together build this community but first we start with God and then us. So now I'm going to, 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 to look at this let us that in the book of Hebrew is, uh, has been established or been telling us. The first thing it pointed out in the book of Hebrew, it says, let us draw near. So after establishing your relationship with God, first thing you do, our relationship with one another, we do one thing which is called to drawing near. In verse 22, it said, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So let us come closer to God and and one another. The idea here of of drawing near, it speaks about us being able to be vulnerable before one another or vulnerable before God. Or in other words, to be able to confess our sins before God and before one another. Or in other ways as well, we say to be able to to be people who are open to one another. You know, are open to one another. So community, it starts with honesty. It starts for, with us being honest with one another. If you're not honest with one another, we're not going to be able to build authentic community. Secrets destroy friendships. Secrets destroy marriages. Secrets destroy relationships. Secrets destroy community. There's no community that will function properly if it builds in secrets or lies. Let us confess. Let us be vulnerable before God and before one another. It says here, clean yourself up or clean your heart. And then it says uh, again, it says, wash yourself. The idea here is to be able to be to, to be people who are open with one another. We go there in authentic, authenticity, clean ourselves up. So it's it starts with clean, a clean slate so that we know each other well, so that we can be able to trust one another. So can you see here? First, let's draw near, which means that we need to confess. We need to be vulnerable before one another, before God. That's how we build community. But then secondly, let us hold fast. Verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the confession of hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. See, the idea of holding fast is the unwavering, is, is being persistent. He, we hold fast our confession. What is our confession? Our confession is that Jesus Christ died, he rose again, ascended to heaven, he is seated at the right hand of God the Father. It, what makes it all, what makes, um, 
community work is that all the people who are part of the community have a core community commitment. They have a core value. We all have this core commitment to one another. If you are a South African, we have to hold fast to our constitution. If you are married, we have to hold fast, or between a husband and wife, they have to hold fast to their vows in sickness, in health, or in, in poverty, or in riches. You can't have a community without central values. So, for us to hold fast, we might disagree on oh, whether you speak in tongue or not, we must disagree, or oh, whether you clap your hands or not, we must disagree, whether Sabbath is Saturday or Sunday or Monday, we must disagree on those things, but we can't disagree on the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We hold fast to that. We hold fast that Jesus Christ is God. We hold fast that Jesus Christ, he, he came as a human. We hold fast that Jesus, that he, that our salvation is by grace and through faith alone. That's what makes us an authentic community. We hold fast. Can you see that? First, what we do, we draw near by confessing, by being vulnerable, but then we hold fast to the truth. We do not shake at all. But thirdly, we, it says there, let us build one another. So community is about building one another. Verse 24, it says, let us consider how to stay up one another to love and, and to good works. Consider is putting a concentrated thinking. When you consider, you sit down, you plan, you think about this. And how, and this is, this is, it's considering on how to build each other or build one another. So community is a place where you teach me, I teach you. Community is a place where I correct you, you correct me. Authentic community functions with two principles. And that, that principle is to be loved and to be challenged or to be corrected. So to challenge without love is harsh, is condemning, and is judgmental. And to love without challenging is pathetic, is weak, and is passive. The Bible says, by this you will know that you are my disciple, by the love you have with one another. So God loves us. And at the same time, God challenges us. Remember, the Bible said that who God's love, he disciplines. So community is built up by people who build one another. And we build one another by challenging each other, by loving one another. You know, by loving one another. So remember, we, we, we build this community or an authentic community by what we, 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 we come together as the peop- people of God, and what we do, we draw near, and we hold fast, and now we build one another. Lastly, let's see here, it says, do not neglect meeting together, verse 25. It says, not neglecting to meet together as habit of some. The word meeting in Greek is the same as a synagogue, and it doesn't, it doesn't just mean just gathering, it's, it, it's meaning, it's it meaning that it, the gathering has, must have a meaning, you know. It's the gathering must be something meaningful. You, you must not just gather for the sake of gathering. We gather with purpose. In another word, we gather with mission, you know, with mission. It's not just gathering. 
Because we live in a, an autonomous society, a free society, most of the time, all of, uh, all about, uh, it's all about consumer type of society. Most of the time, what happened to us, we think about ourselves all the time. When you think about the gathering, when you think about the church, you always think about ourselves. Are the chair comfortable? Is the aircon on? Do they serve coffee? Is there cake? Oh no, we all think about ourselves and ourselves. It's about consuming and consuming and consuming. But the Bible here said that do not neglect to meet together. The meaning of it is that it's not about ourselves only. It's about the mission that we have uh, as we gather together. It's all about what our, most of the time is all about what we will get out of the church. Yes, we go there because we want to be fed God's word. We will get there because we want to be encouraged or encourage one another. But it's more than that. It's, we need to build meaningful, meaningful connection, meaningful relationship when we gather. It's not about our, our comfort all, uh, only, but it's more about the mission that we have towards, uh, God and towards the church. We can live, I know that we can live stream, uh, we can live stream the service that which you are watching now. It's been live streamed, but you can't live stream a community or, or, or gathering. So gathering, it takes place with one another. It takes place with loving one another. It takes place in praying for one another. So it's more deeper than just gathering, you know? So that's why community we need to really foster gathering in its meaningful way. In its meaningful way. So can you see this? For us to be able to build a good and authentic community, we need to draw near. We need to hold fast. We need to build each other up. And we need to gather together. So now probably been asking, so how do we do that in the context of COVID-19? We are totally isolated. We can't talk, we can't, we can't approach people. We can't, there's a lot of things that we're limited to do now. How do we do that in the context of COVID-19? Well, let me say this. First, you take initiative, the first thing. You take initiative. Even though we are in a lockdown, even though there's this pandemic that is lingering, our access to God does not stop. Remember the first thing we said? That first, we, for us, that the thing that will bring first in the community is our relationship with God, our vertical relationship with God. During covenant, that does not stop. You will not stop, do not stop the, to access God. Covenant or lockdown does not stop you to access God. We continue to access God. We continue to pray. We continue to always be in the presence of God. That does not stop you. And not only that, when you speak about drawing near, drawing near, we draw near to God all the time. We will never stop doing that. But probably you're wondering, how do I draw near to my brother and sister if we have this social distancing thing happening? Well, probably we, sh- we should use more like communication. Draw near by, when, when I spoke about drawing near, is about you being vulnerable and confess to one another. Well, pick up a phone call and talk to a, a friend or a, or, or a pastor and confess and speak about things that you, you're struggling with. So, oh, send a message. Try another way. But if the time comes and everything opens, we need always to draw near to one another. But not, those, not only that, it says here that how do you do that? How do you hold fast during this lockdown or COVID-19? Of course, nothing stops holding fast. Even though we hear a lot of teaching, a lot of interpretation of this COVID-19, one thing and one thing we know for sure is that we hold fast in one truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. He continues to be Lord 
and he will never stop being Lord of all of us. But more than that, let's continue using our social media or technology. Let us build one another up through that. Because how do you do that? By listening to the, to, to, to the service, by watching the service itself. You build each other through that. Not only that, you can send this service or sermons to other people. You can share messages. You can share, you can share, you can share, you can share scripture. You can do a lot of things. You can build each other up still while in this lockdown. But you probably might be asking now, what about gathering? Can you gather? How can we gather this time of lockdown? Oh, well, it is difficult for us to really gather this time indeed. But when the time comes, I think this is a time for us to really reflect that when times come, we need to value the gathering. We need to value the gathering so much because most of the time we neglected the, the gathering. Actually, we took it, uh, coming to church for granted. Most of the people, they had silly excuses of not coming to church. Today, even me, I start thinking, I miss church so much. And when everything goes to normal, I'll do, I'll do everything in my power to always be in church because it's quite important. Now I see the, the value of being part of this gathering, of being part of the community. But he, that's the future when it happens. But what about now? Well, one thing that I do with my family most of the time is like Sunday mornings, we sit around in the, in the lounge. And we listen to God's word. Actually, there was a time, actually, we, 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 not, not every Sunday, there are days we actually prepare ourselves. You take a bath, you dress up. We sit there. It's like you're going to church, actually. Actually, Zoe dresses up a lot well. And we sit down and we listen to the service together as a family. Gather together and listen and, and share thoughts in that moment. That's a, that's a moment of gathering. But lastly, there is, Something that we have at this time, what I call it interdependence. The idea of interdependence is that is, is the church is dependent to the community. Community depends to the church. How does that come about? It comes about because of the idea of the church. The church, the name church, or in the original language, it was called ecclesia. And now ecclesia, the original meaning of it, it was given to the elders of the community or the city. So what happens is that the elders in the city, they set, they all, they, you find them all the time at the city gate. And then what happened to them is this, for example, when you reach your retirement age, what you do is that like you take your trade, you pass on to the younger person. But but when you 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 reach your retirement age, uh, I don't know what age was in those those days. Probably it was fifty, uh, probably six, like now. We don't know. But uh, what happened to them is this: they normally uh, after the retirement age, they didn't go to retirement village. They didn't have retirement village in those days. The elders then they went to sit at the city gate. So they formed this council, and now where the, so that's where all the disputes were sorted out. All the problems in the community were being resolved. So this council was so important to the community. So the community could not function without this council. And this council was called ecclesia, or in other words, church. You know, see? So that's why church, you and me, was so important because you and me, we are part of the community. And then the community in itself depends so much in the church, ecclesia, because we are the people that 
make things happen in the communities. So the village needed the ecclesias to function. And the ecclesia were part of the village. The community in general needs the church to function. And the church is part of the community. You and me as a church, we are part of the community and there is an interdependence with one another. We depend one another one another. So the idea is that, is that you as a church, for example, now, if, imagine if you leave your community. Are you going to be missed? Because actually the ecclesia, the, the meaning of the church, those elders, if they left the community or the city gates, the community could not function. They really depended on those people. And us as well as the people of God or the church, we need to be people who have so much dependence on the community, community depending on us as well. That's so important. So church is not like an airport or tax rank where we all meet together and never share life. Church is not like a place whereby we go in the same direction but never connect. We share life. Even in this time of lockdown, we still share life. Life did not stop. Life continued. We continue praying or we continue accessing God all the time. We continue holding fast to the, to the truth of the gospel. We continue building each other up. We continue gathering. We continue and we continue and we continue. We shall not stop. If you are a person who used to give, like uh, you're a charitable person, continue to give. Actually, it's supposed to be all of us. Don't stop doing that. If you're a person who loved praying for people because of the lockdown, why are you stopping praying for people? Keep praying for people. Phone the person and pray or record a prayer and send it. If you're a person who enjoyed sharing messages or sharing scripture, continue doing that. We shall not stop doing that. That's part of the community. So community is quite important. And us as a people of God, we are called to build an authentic community. Because with authentic community functioning, we will see great things happen according to God. Let me say this, that let's continue to build each other up. Let's continue to draw near to one another. Let's continue to hold fast to this truth. And let's continue together, together. We'll never stop doing that. Even though in the context of lockdown, it doesn't look uh, properly, but we will always find a way of doing it. Even through social media, let's continue to foster authentic community. Well, let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you that you taught us to be part of an authentic community. Authentic community is what important in our lives. We need it because in this authentic community of Jesus, for us to be able to build it properly, we need first to have a closer relationship with God. Our vertical relationship with God is what led us, Lord Jesus, to be able to draw near to one another, being, being vulnerable with one another. It's what helps us, Lord Jesus, to be able to to build one another and to hold fast to this truth and gather together all the time. Father, thank you for your word, Lord Jesus, and help us to be to be people who are able to live in the true and authentic community because we need it. It's quite important because we are a people who are social beings because we, without, so, without socializing, we, it's a big struggle and we can see, we can experience it during this lockdown. And I pray that you will help us to be a people that we shall not forget or shall not neglect what God has instructed us to be as an authentic 
community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. It's been a great to be with you this, this morning. And I would like to bless you and have a wonderful week. See you again next week.